Artists lost and found. Artists creating through centuries against all odds. Artists Lost and Found is a podcast created for and by artists. Bringing you legends, tales of wisdom from our artist ancestors, the ancients. And you'll hear stories and interviews with the modern working artists of today. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Barbara Gregson, a working theater artist, author, and director, and one of the producers of this podcast, Our Artists Lost and Found, along with uh, Gregson Theater and Friends and musician, composer, and sound engineer, Eric Porter. Artists Lost and Found is created and recorded at our studio in beautiful Shenango County, New York. And here we go. And now, for what you have all been waiting for, Artists Lost and Found brings you part two of Till Eulenspiegel Returns. Till's Apprenticeship at Marburg Castle. Once over the moat and through the huge castle gates, Till saw the throngs of workers, farmers, peasants, soldiers welcoming their caravan, an incredible crowd. The crowds lined the castle courtyard cheering and waving to them, so joyous to see the long-awaited supplies from abroad. Till, of course, did what only a born entertainer would do. He jumped up on the sacks of flour where he had been sitting, and keeping his balance as best he could, he began to wave and make silly faces and bow and blow kisses to the crowds. Now he was a queen, now a prince, riding in place on his mime horse. And sometimes he would freeze in a fighting pose as if the crowd were cheering him, not the arrival of long-awaited food supplies. Once around the castle to the kitchen area and food storage sheds, they came to a halt. Till jumped down and grabbed his sack and water flask and gave thanks to Thomas for the food along the way with promises to see each other again. And where may I find my teacher, Joachim the Great, he said. With that, Thomas saw his cousin there, the scullery maid, Greta, running by with an armful of wood for the kitchen fire, braids flying behind her. Hello, Greta, can you please take this boy, Till, to see Joachim the Great? You must know where he abides. Also show him where he will sleep. Uh, in the page boy quarters under the eaves. She stopped. Aye, cousin, I will take him there once I deliver this wood. Then she curtsied and with that 
turned and ran towards the kitchen doors. Till ran after the little girl ahead of him, through the cavernous kitchen with 10 to 15 people all working and sweating and chopping and, and stirring and making all kinds of wonderful smelling food. She dropped the pile of wood by the great fire and said, follow me. And up six flights of winding stairs in the back of the kitchen, they went. And now his new life as a jester apprentice was about to begin. While Till listened to his teacher's performance stories and close escapes from angry mobs, insulted gentry, soldiers, and jail cells throughout the Low Country, he thought the life of a jester was not an easy one, and even for a master jester such as Joachim the Great. He realized over months of practice, study, and discussions with Joachim that the key to survival as a master entertainer was not only knowing how to perform wondrous tricks and physical feats, but you must be able to think quickly, improvise, and keep your wits about you always. So, to sharpen his mind every morning after doing his many chores, Till learned to read and write Latin while studying Joachim's wondrous books, reveling in their beautiful illustrations and calligraphy. He also studied mathematics, the history of Rome, ancient Egypt, and Greek philosophy, which was his favorite subject. Since he was going to work alone and needed to be multi-skilled and independent, Joachim taught him to sew in order to make his own costumes. Over several months, Till worked hard at his costume and made a leather cap with donkey's ears and bells, a red cape and an embroidered tunic over patched leggings of many colors, which he wore proudly for his first performance for the Duke. After all of the sitting, sewing, and studying, Till would jump up from his little desk in the corner of Joachim's room, then would run down six flights of stairs to the kitchen, grab a chunk of cheese and bread that his friend Greta had left out for him, and run back up six flights of stairs to practice his performing arts skills. Every week, Till would be taught a new technique and practice it first under the tutelage of Joachim, then outside in the courtyard in front of an audience. The page boys and kitchen help, peasants and soldiers of the castle. And once he'd mastered a new technique, he was allowed to assist Joachim in performances for the Duke of Marburg and his visitors. Till studied magic, a crucial art form for a jester to become proficient at, especially the technique called sleight of hand, a skill that would save his life many times over, save him from hunger, help him escape a jail cell, and ultimately the gallows. To practice the many variations of sleight of hand and prepare him for the life of the wandering entertainer, Till would go down to the kitchen, distract the head cook by taking an egg from behind her ear, while, with the other hand, pocket a piece of delicious-looking fruitcake sitting on a plate for the Duke's party that night. Or, Joachim would send him down to the dungeon and cells of the castle 
Till would proceed to distract the lone guard, who was usually napping, leaning against the stone wall with several large iron cell keys hanging above his head. Till would distract the guard by pulling a silk scarf or shiny object from his sleeve or out of the palm of his left hand. Then when the guard was looking at him in amazement and trying to find out how Till did it, Till would reach behind the guard and with his opposite hand take one of the keys that was hanging on the wall. And then quickly walk inside the nearest jail cell, shutting the door behind him and say to the astonished guard as he held up the key through the bars, Now you better lock me up for I have stolen the key. A most valuable trick which would come in handy someday. He studied mime and slapstick, learning how to become different characters without speaking a word. And since he would be playing alone, he must be able to change characters rapidly, play all the characters he needed in order to tell his story. The only live entertainment you would see was supplied by wandering performers in those days. They usually traveled and played alone outside, playing in the market square of the city, towns, and villages for the local merchants, peasants, farmers, and occasionally in a castle courtyard, if you were allowed. If you had built a reputation and were famous, you might be invited to entertain the gentry and royalty and live for a while in their castle, as in the case of Joachim. Besides being able to play different characters and fall without breaking a leg from his slapstick training, he also had to learn the most critical mime technique, learning how to freeze in character. He had to freeze just like the Duke's statue on horseback in the castle courtyard. The reason for this was, since you were mainly playing outside, you, the performer, had to gather a crowd, create an audience in a crowded, busy marketplace until realized, after much trial and error, out in the courtyard, what was it that made busy people stop, stay, and want to watch, and then reward you with coins for your hard work? He realized by going against the rhythm of the street and creating a freeze in character in his bright costume. On some steps, or perched on the duke's statue behind the duke on his horse, standing on a farmer's cart. So, once he found the perfect spot, then he would freeze. Then sometimes he would blow his trumpet, which Gunter, the old soldier in the watchtower, had taught him how to play. Then, when the crowd was around him, start the show. Once Till was proficient in freezes, Till was asked to play in several tableaux vivants, which mean living picture or scene. Tableau vivants were a very popular form of theater in those days, since there were no theater buildings or theater companies for the actor to join and to be paid, having been shut down by the church in the Dark Ages and now during the Great Famine. Tableau vivants were a great source of income for the traveling actor-musicians-performers of the 1300s. Paid by the gentry, the royalty, 
even the guilds in the towns, and were created and performed during religious festivals, a royal visit, or a wedding. Actors would freeze the musicians in elaborate costumes in stages high up from the ground so people on horseback or in carriages could see the tableaus on the stage. The audience would move, stop at a tableau for a while, then move on to the next one. All of the players in the tableau would repeat their actions and story over and over again until everyone had seen all of the tableaus. There might be several tableaus of Bible stories for religious festivals or famous weddings in history for a royal wedding. Or, for example, the Duke's 30th birthday celebration. The four glorious phases of the Duke's life were performed on all four stages. The tableaus were directed by Joachim, and Till was asked to play the Duke at three. Due to his humorous acrobatic skills, and great imitations of three-year-olds. The music and other characters were supplied by musicians on the watchtower and various soldiers and workers of the castle, and many of the young page boys and kitchen staff. Stage one. The first tableau by the castle gates was the Duke at three fighting a bear. Stage two, the Duke aged 10 on horseback winning his first jousting match. Stage three, age 20, wedding and birth of his son. The final tableau, stage four, was the Duke giving orders to adoring serfs and soldiers bowing and on their knees. All fantasies, of course. The Duke had done none of those things, but as Joachim explained to Till, the Duke was their patron. He has allowed us to live here during the Great Famine. His birthday celebration will be a holiday for all of us and a chance for you, Till, to practice your art. Then he said firmly, you decide, boy. Do you want to go back out there when you aren't ready to work on your own or stay here, study, learn, and eat? Of course, Till stayed and played the Duke at age three. When the Duke's procession arrived at stage one, Till and the entire cast were frozen in character, except for the musicians who played their horns and drums. After several minutes, Till, who had been frozen on a tightrope, then came alive, did some acrobatics, and landed on the bear's back played by a local wrestler in bear's costume. After landing on the bear's shoulders, a wild clown slapstick fight ensued until Till stood victorious on the back of the prostate bear. After much applause and laughter, the audience procession would move on to the next stage and the actors would repeat their scenes over and over again whenever there was a new audience. Till studied under the watchful eye of his teacher, Joachim the Great. He studied acrobatics, tightrope walking, or rope dancing as it was called, juggling, acting, oration, and as I mentioned earlier, magic and mime. And finally, after almost two years of falls, bruises, and accomplishments, he was ready to try out his first big performance in the castle courtyard. 
Once again, thank you for listening to episode four, Till Eulenspiegel Returns, part two. Please visit our Facebook page, Artist Lost and Found podcast, and let us know if you have any artist stories that uh, we may use on our podcast. And special thanks to our sponsor, the Shenango Arts Council of Norwich, New York. Shenango Arts Council has exciting new member benefits for all of their members and new opportunities for artists to work. So call Executive Director Alicia O'Neill for information at 607-336-2787 or go to their website, shenangoarts.org. See you next time with Part 3, Till's first performance at Marlborough Castle. Our music was created and edited and played by musician Eric Porter. Our PR and marketing was produced by Shauna Stevenson, and we recorded this podcast in our Shenango County, New York recording studio. And I'm your host, Barbara Gregson. See you soon. La, 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 la.